Coming up on Influencing Entrepreneurs. Personal growth happens, and this is the other, the, the other side of kind of being growth-minded, is to be able to grow yourself. Um, and, uh, and I kind of use the example at Avid Exchange, if, um, if the business is growing 30% a year, um, myself as a leader, I better be growing myself 30% a year, um, or I'm not gonna be a very effective leader for our business. This season of Influencing Entrepreneurs is brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Organization of Charlotte and Spiracle Media. After years of teaching entrepreneurship and consulting business owners, I realized that true knowledge comes from the wins and losses of those entrepreneurs. These are the stories of those business leaders. I'm Kazma Ward, and this is Influencing Entrepreneurs. I want to talk about, uh, you know, you, you were mentioning the, the, to get IPO ready, but one of the things you mentioned before were getting accountants and CFOs adopted, which is, of course, yeah. you know, my, my realm. Um, what is one of the biggest challenges you get to having them make these technological leaps or adoptions? Yeah. So I think, you know, somebody that has been doing anything for a long period of time, you know, whether it be accounting or anything, changes a lot of times hard for some reason, you know, with accounts uh, and how, you know, bills get paid, you know, they typically have, um, you know, systems they put in place that are paper-based, manual-based, but they work. And so, um, you know, usually, uh, you know, an accountant's not thinking, well, you know, I have a problem with how I pay my bills because we've been getting people paid forever. Um, what they don't realize is that it's a step function change in terms of efficiency, you know, productivity when you move from, you know, a manual labor-based process to a digital process. Um, and there's a lot of benefits that go with that related to, you know, visibility, transparency in terms of where all the transactions are, real-time updates, and just be able Which to- Which kind of goes over their head. Right, and be able to leverage your business that as you grow, you don't have to add AP staff. Yeah. But those type of things aren't in the forefront. And what we find all the time is, I call it the millennial effect in our yeah. business, is um, when, you know, you have that career, you know, um, controller or finance leader that's been in the role for a long time, and then they hire somebody new into the business um, and who's digitally native. Right. And they the, immediately they start asking the question, like, why do we do it this way? Yeah. And then, you know, the CFO is like, well, we've always done it that way, you know, because they've never asked a question. No way. Yeah. Right. They never asked a question. And so it's really interesting. So I call it the millennial effect. And I think as we go forward over the next five to seven years, that's going to be the biggest, you know, catalyst for step function change of adoption of moving these, you know, very uh, paper intensive manual processes to be digital. So let's talk about. We, we see that those issues there, but uh, as we get more mature, as yeah. I guess the polite way for me to say it, what are some of the things that you've resisted the change personally, whether it's in your personal life or your business life, you're like, oh, I'm just not going to do that, but you've eventually had to get yeah. on board. Well, I'm kind of chuckling because uh, I, yeah, actually I did one yesterday. Okay. Um, and that is um, I've fought social media uh, from the beginning. Uh, so I... Uh, you know, canceled, uh, you know, uh, closed out my, you know, Facebook account, you know, 10 years ago. Um, as an example, I'm like, you know, I don't need this in my life and I, you know, I don't see the value in it. 
Um, and um, now as, you know, kind of a public company CEO um, and thinking about how do I lean into all the different communication methods, and especially now, um, a lot of our, you know, investors, uh, we had a big following, um, you know, since the IPO on Robinhood. It's a very different, you know, demographic right. profile as an investor is one that I'm used to, you right. know, interacting with, right? Um, and so how do I, you know, um, you know, communicate in a, and have different communication channels. And so now um, I'm doing something I've never done, which is leaning into, you know, different forms of social media. I went live on my Instagram page yesterday. Okay. Uh, and so- uh, Are we gonna see a TikTok uh, dance uh, Exactly. And so I told my son, I went live on my uh, Instagram page. He's like, dad, like, you don't, you didn't have an Instagram page? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, well, now I do. Yeah. Um, and, but, it, you know, I think, you know, one of the things that uh, I've learned is, uh, and we talk about this avid exchange, one of the characteristics of our culture, and I think it's also characteristics of uh, an entrepreneurial right. culture, is as a handful of characteristics. One is you have to be growth minded. Right. And, and, and growth minded, you know, is two things. One is be able to operate in a growth business where change happens frequently and often. And, um, and for some people that's paralyzing right. and for other people it's energizing, yeah. right? And so, um, you know, for myself, it's energizing. Um, but the other thing- It's energizing, but I, I gotta ask, is because I've gone through the, the, the same realization, is there a, a huge uncomfortableness to do that first post or even to go live for the first Yeah, time? I mean, here, what I say is, um, I think, you know, um, personal growth happens. And this is the other, the, the other side of kind of being growth minded is to be able to grow yourself. Um, and, uh, and I kind of used the example at Avid Exchange, if, um, if the business is growing 30% a year, um, myself as a leader, I better be growing myself 30% a year um, or I'm not gonna be a very effective leader for our business. Right. And, um, and so I think personal growth happens uh, when you become uncomfortable. Right. Um, if you're doing things that you know, you're comfortable with and that's all you're doing, you know, it's it's hard to grow. It's hard to expand to doing new things. It's hard to, you know, be curious, um, you know, add new skill sets, things of that nature. And so I try to force myself to do things that are uncomfortable because I think that's actually how growth occurs. Right. Um, so does it stop with Instagram or did you start looking into, uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, we're, no, we're gonna, you know, um, you know, obviously, um, it, you know, um, I've been on LinkedIn, uh, you know, uh, you know, for a while and that right. has been kind of my one social media, yeah. you know, outlet that I've had, uh, but now kind of expanding certainly to Instagram, Twitter, um, and we'll lean more into that. And one of the things I'm, you know, planning to do is use, you know, kind of Instagram as a communication mechanism of really more telling my personal story around entrepreneurism, uh, leadership, um, and, uh, and and kind of creating a platform to help other entrepreneurs and uh, up and coming leaders, kind of, you know, how they develop and really share all the lessons I've learned. So lessons you've learned in the personal growth, I, I want to, uh, we're going to close out with what, how you're helping, yep. but I, we shared a short conversation about your personal growth, where it started with uh, YEO and all that. Um, share some of the, the the continuous growth work you've had to do within and outside of your network. Yeah, so I mean, we're um, you know I think you know started certainly as a Charlotte-based company. We now have um, you know seven offices around the country, and uh, we're you know clearly uh, you know um, you know we have eight thousand customers in you know every state in the country. 
Um, and so we're uh, you know, clearly a, a national company. Um, international is one that we'd be leaning into. And so as part of that, you know, how do I, you know, uh, grow my networks uh, from being kind of Charlotte centric uh, to supporting, you know, the work in all the offices that we're doing. And um, I think, you know, as um, a successful, you know, business, um, it's really important for us to, um, I think, you know, support the communities that we're in. Um, the reason that I'm in Charlotte, um, when I was looking for a place to relocate to after uh, selling a, a software company I was running in Boston, we looked at about five cities in the Southeast and was really impressed with the partnership that Charlotte had between the private sector and the public sector. And the can-do attitude of just getting stuff done, how they work together, um, was really refreshing, especially coming from the Northeast. Um, and, um, and, and that's played out for me and, uh, you know, in kind of our, you know, grandfathers, as I call them, the, you know, Hugh McCalls and, you know, the Ed Crutchfields of the world who were, you know, competitors who, as it relates to Charlotte, partnered together in terms of how the city developed and, um, uh, and, and was really built. And, uh, and, and that was really kind of an impressive journey to watch them do that. And, uh, you know, if we can do some small element of that and can continue to contribute to it, um, you know, we'll, um, you know, we'll be happy about that. Um, and so what we did is um, we formed, uh, it was really the catalyst was Katrina, um, we call it the Avid Exchange Foundation. And it's all about focused on supporting the youth in the communities that we work in. And one of the areas that we're really leaning into is this technology divide mm -hmm. uh, between uh, the youth that has uh, more, you know, say, economically disadvantaged mm -hmm. um, and those uh, that are not in terms of access to te technology. And one of the things that we believe is if you make an equal playing field and you give the youth equal access to technology, um, it's amazing what can happen, right? And, um, and that initiative is called Tech Rising. Uh, we've launched that here in Charlotte. Um, you know, now have over, you know, kind of 10,000 um, laptop you know, computers that we've kind of distributed to, you know, that demographic uh, as well as provide them, you know, um, high-speed internet access, Wi-Fi access, uh, so they can, you know, be on equal footing. And that work is, uh, you know, been really rewarding, but also kind of fits who we are as a business, right. being, you know, a high growth software company, technology business that we think we can make high impact. And we expect to continue to expand that through, uh, you know, all the offices that we operated. So over time, as you continue to grow, if you were to look at, let's say 50 years from now, they were going to say, Michael Prager and Ave Exchange, or either or made this uh, impact on the Charlotte community. What would you want it to say? Well, well, first of all, um, I would say that you know they really transformed how business operates, mm -hmm. and uh, this company out of Charlotte actually was the catalyst to eliminate paper invoices and paper checks right. uh, for business for middle market companies. Uh, so it would start there, and then I would say that people kind of think about you know the work that I'm doing, our team is doing at Abbott Exchange, really is some of the work that you know. Uh, Hugh McCall, Ed Crutchfield did early, you know, uh, in terms of building Charlotte, um, that we had, you know, a positive impact in terms of the progression of the city, 
Um, you do you know, have a uh, competitor? Like, do you have no, your You know, I'm uh, you know really good friends with uh, you know guys like Rick Elias and Red Ventures, um, and uh, you know Doug Webb, the Lending Tree, and some of the other technology leaders. And um, so we're, you know none of us you know compete with each other. Maybe we compete on talent, right? Um, but um, but in terms of business, we don't. But that actually forms another dynamic where um, you know we can really partner together. Um, you know, we um, actually you know different you know. Uh, components of our business actually partner with um, you know leaders at Red Ventures that they get together and they talk about you know current technology trends you know the war on talent all those type of things and so it's really a collaborative relationship that we have um, you know with you know really you know all the you know similar size technology companies here in Charlotte. Um, that we're all, you know, collaborative and brainstorming together. So I think that's a different type of dynamic, uh, which is also, you know, helping Charlotte. Right. Your, your personal growth on um, the the Instagram side, the uh, anything else you focus your time on? Is, is there anything you say, you know what, this is where I turn my brain off and I binge watch a show, yeah. I go kayaking. What do you? Well, um, we live up on Lake Norman, so uh, uh, I love spending time on the lake. Um, I learned a new skill, uh, you know, recently, uh, um, again, kind of challenged myself in terms of, you know, doing something new. Uh, so I went to eFoil school uh, down in Miami over spring e-foil. break. eFoil. So it's like a, a surfboard uh, that actually foils up. So you're about three feet off the water. Okay. Um, and um, and so, um, so this summer you'll be seeing me on Lake Norman eFoiling um, in addition to doing all kinds of other uh, water sports. How, how important is that? Because I, I could, I, my thing is hiking. I'll go out this year. I'll, I'll actually, I'm going to Iceland. I'll turn my brain off for 10 days yeah. living in a tent. But it it is one of those resets that really puts a lot of things into focus. Like you, re, you know, yeah. you, you well, I think, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm a big believer in kind of um, rhythms. And right. I think a lot of, and, um, and what, that's one of the key things that I think has been part of our success at Avid Exchange um, is how we run the business. And one of those rhythms is that I take the entire executive team, um, you know, every quarter uh, for two to three days offsite. Um, and we get out of the day-to-day firefight of the business and we think about the business. We think about, you know, the uh, you know future strategies. And it's really hard to do those type of things when you're in the business every day. Right. Um, and so we now developed, you know, kind of routine and we've done it every quarter, quarter in, quarter out. Um, about, you know, getting the whole executive team out of the business four times a year uh, to really work on the future of the business. And I'll tell you, um, every major strategy um, pivot that we've made over the years have all come out of those sessions Um, because, you know, the day-to-day is great for execution, uh, but it really doesn't foster new innovation or step function change. And you really have to kind of get yourself out of the, you know, out of the forest, get above the tree line and uh, to really kind of think about, you know, the trends, process things, uh, think about new ways of doing things. Um, and so um, I think that's a big piece of it. And also I think that applies personally as well is how do you doing you know, uh, to recharge yourself. We spent a lot of time talking about that during COVID right. because, you know, myself and, you know, all our leaders, all, you know, probably all our employees were, you know, crazy hours just right. trying to like execute the business. And, um, and you know, people weren't taking vacation because there was no place to go really, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so I think it's really important to, you know, do the same thing personally in terms of, 
you know, recharging, whatever that means for each person, you know, your batteries. So you have high energy, you have fresh perspective because that's really hard to do when, you know, you're tired and, um, and you, you know, haven't taken the kind of time to kind of re-energize. Yeah, and you got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. Take care of absolutely. Um, you know, part of being, uh, you know, I think a great leader. Before you can be a great leader for other people, um, you have to make sure that you've done, you know, that for yourself. Excellent. Well, I can't think of a better way to close out this interview, yeah. Michael. I really appreciate being a no, part of this. Um, yeah, love to. You know, anytime you want me to stop by, chat. Love to do it. And uh, you're more invited to come by the Avid Exchange Music Factory anytime. Influencing Entrepreneurs is brought to you by the Entrepreneurs Organization of Charlotte and Spherical Media. Thanks for watching. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Education or visit casmoward.com to catch up on previous episodes.